What's happening? Not a great deal. Recovering from my operation. Yes. How is the uh, recovery going? It, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a slow progress, but uh, getting there slowly, slowly. Each day goes on. Can you breathe? I feel better. I can breathe better today than I have in the past three, four days. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Never again, mate. It's a pretty terrible, terrible feeling when you can't breathe through your nose. How many times have you had this operation? This is the second time I've had this operation. So it's uh, what they do is they, I had my turbinates trimmed back and my deviated septum straightened, straightened, I should say. So is this uh, something that you want to go public on our podcast? Oh, it doesn't bother me. What's the big deal? It's only it's only a nose operation. I was going to say I can edit that out. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> it's not a circumcision. <laughs> And what they do is I had because I said to the guy, "Listen, I need to be able to breathe from my nose." So they put two pipes in my nose. It was all good and well and fine when you're sleeping because you don't feel it, but when you wake up, oh my god! What felt like you've been uh, had your head slammed against a brick wall? No, not so much. I had my head slammed. Just like you know, when you like you got a bad cold and you can't breathe through your nose. Uh huh. And it's just like that, just intense. And then you feel your nose. You got two pipes hanging from your nose, and yeah, it's pretty yeah. gross. So. so. And then you push the pipes in, then you can breathe through your nose, and then they pull it out. Oh my god, it's just it's amazing, amazing. But like I said, in the long term, it should be good. I just got to wait to get to the long term part. So I'm halfway through the recovery phase. Now you can breathe underwater. <sighs> now I can breathe. Full stop. They reckon so. Hmm. What did inspire me to do was um, I was listening to was it Dean Cox when he had his uh, oh one when Dean Cox was inaugurated into the Hall of Fame. Someone's made a speech that when he did his three-kilometer time run, he couldn't breathe too well, and the doctor said, "No, you better get your nose fixed." <laughs> and they reckon he got his nose fixed, and he was a different man. Hmm. So that kind of inspired me to go to the nose doctor. So send out to Dean Cox. <laughs> Interesting. What are we potting about today? Any topics? Oh, just um, I want to talk. Oh, one thing I would like to. Thing was, I don't know if you knew, but uh, didn't take Joe Biden long to bomb Syria, did it? <laughs> <laughs> what do you expect? Yeah, it was, the establishment it was said many is times. back. The establishment is back. Yeah, it was said many times. What was the reasoning for? Uh, I don't know. Old I, I don't even know. Bombs. It was just like, yeah, he just bombed Syria. I was like, really? Like thirty days into his presidency, and he's bombed Syria. Did Trump bomb any countries? I think I think he bombed was that guy that terrorist that was it wasn't it that he oh uh, uh, yeah the, the the top dog that uh, in Al Qaeda that he, yeah. that he knocked off that was as far as I know uh, that's what he did but I thought that was uh, quite a, quite interesting actually so, yes well and, uh, good old Uncle Joe Biden this is what Americans doing what Americans do that's what the Americans voted for so it's just a bit of a I'm surprised he did it really so quick, to be honest with you. But uh, oh, well, do it nice and early, and uh, you know, have it uh, done and dusted and forgotten about after you know six months or even less. The American people have elected him, and uh, that's what they have to deal with now. So, what about what we've got to deal with over here? In uh, oh, whoa, there's a big news in the uh, G2G pass, the G2G pass to stay in after. The pandemic's finished. Well, 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 eh? Who would have thought? Who would have thought that these new 
newfound powers would stay in place after the pandemic, like there's been a pandemic here anyway. So this G2G app, I was, yeah, I was telling you, I was looking at it um, for, you know, potential trip to Sydney next month, which I don't think is going to happen. Um, so to go into Sydney, no problem. To go in, to go anywhere, I think, no problem. There's no restrictions on travel yeah. Yeah. in any state. However, coming back into WA is the issue because you need to have this G2G app yep. on your phone to kind of scan in through the airport and then but however you have to quarantine if you've been in contact with anybody from Victoria oh so so the person you're on the uh, you you happen to stand in line at the airport when you're buying a coffee is how are you supposed to know that they're from Victoria if you if you know that you've been in the vicinity of someone from Victoria, you're expected to declare it and then self-isolate for 14 days at home, right, if you've got the correct facilities being, you know, your own room, your own bathroom and can stay at least 1.5 metres away from your family. I know this because I rang them up. I rang up the government hotline to, to work out what the what the guidelines are and what, what the rules are and what you have to do. So... Yeah, if you if you declare that you've been, you know, in contact with someone from Victoria, because the reason why Victoria is because they're the only state currently considered low risk, while every every other state currently has a status of very low risk. Very low risk equals no isolation or quarantining, but low risk equals isolation quarantining. So what happens if you're medium and high risk? If any state is considered medium or high risk, you probably wouldn't be allowed to travel there, I would say. Mm. Interesting. So I think WA is the only uh, state that has this uh, draconian app and rule in place um, on returning to the state or going into the state. Um, So if you have to, uh, if you declare that you've, you know, even been to, to Sydney, but being in contact with someone from Victoria while you were in Sydney, which is probably likely because I was going to go to a to a conference. A conference, yeah. So there would be people from everywhere. Then you would have to, again, self-isolate for 14 days, but you have to have this app on your phone. And it's a GPS tracking app, which you have to have on, and it's got facial recognition. So I think what you need to do is probably probably on the daily – have to check in with your face to show that you're in your surroundings and you are who you are and you are where you are. Ooh, Welcome that's... to Tin Pot Dictatorship Authoritarian Western Gestapo Australia. Heinrich Hockenheimer from the former East Germany would have been proud of that. Oh. He would have loved that control. And this is what McGowan is saying wow. is to be in place for the next year and probably beyond. And he said he wanted him beyond for the control of drugs. For, that's right. That's the excuse. That's just the guys, all right? It's just an excuse to con- because it's been effective in, in stopping drugs coming in. Absolute crock. What a world we're living in. So he needs to have a meeting with the um, police commissioner to get this locked in. 
and that's just that's the definition of a police state. <laughs> You're aligning with the cops to to put the fist down. It's just oh man, and and no one says it, no one calls it out. I think it's been this one, this one, this one, this one. He's been caught out a bit. I think he's been caught out a bit on this one. <sighs> All right, the media I've seen report it, but where's the pushback? Where's the accusation of being? You know, of, of being authoritarian, and and where's where's our uh, dear opposition leader who's thrown in the towel already? No, he actually, no, he actually, he actually did say something about that. So he actually was pretty. Yeah, All he right, he was very forceful. Of, I bet he was very forceful, and and he was getting angry and 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 yeah, raised did, his actually. voice, didn't he? He did. He, he did, raised actually. his voice. He did. Oh, geez, it's a miracle. I'm going to find this footage. This is. I, I don't think that is as a state, as a West Australian, as an Australian citizen. That is completely unacceptable. I don't care what anyone says. Exactly. So, I've got to ask permission to leave my state. <laughs> like I've said before, and I'll say it again, I am a citizen of Australia, not a citizen of Western Australia. There's it's not difference. only that you need to ask permission to leave, it's that when you come back, you have to submit to being tracked Yep. when you come back. It's sickening. With facial recognition as well. Why do they need facial recognition? Why? Tell me why. This app has got facial recognition. You, you probably have to, I don't know if you have to have your GPS on your phone the whole time or if you just have to turn it on at intervals. I don't know. But it's GPS tracking and facial recognition. Probably fingerprint as well. Who knows? Scan your retinas. Seriously. it's What a world we live in, eh? Yep. What a world we live in. There's so much that, you know, Kirkup is throwing in the towel already. He's already said that he's going to lose this election. And then this comes out. Why would you do that when this could potentially, if anyone's, you know, going to be wise to it and wake up to it, it could potentially be a, a, a topic that turns the election. You know what I mean? Yeah, fair, fair But he's blown any chance of that. So he can make as much song and dance about it as he likes. But he's already thrown in the towel. So, mm. you know, the tide ain't going to turn. Not enough. And I don't, I don't think West Australians are, are awake enough anyway to the reality of what's going on. I mean, look at that look at that Italian wedding a couple of weeks ago, right, where Mark McGowan happened to show up at the reception. So they invited him to come in and the whole room, I mean, who, who knows? It's probably, you know, at Crown, there's probably a couple hundred people at this wedding maybe, probably at least 150. And to a rapture of applause, this guy comes in. This is the premier. What premier in history would, would get that kind of reception at a, at a wedding reception? He's keeping everyone safe. A politician, a politician should be booed at the best of times. The father of the bride gets up and goes, Mark McGowan is my God. He's my God. Mate, you were skating on such thin ice that this wedding didn't even happen. It wasn't going to happen. It's just by pure luck that, that you know, during the week the um, lockdown ended and the wedding could go ahead and he's your God. Your, wedding, your daughter's wedding was at risk. Imagine what about all the poor people, the poor people who had to miss their weddings? Because of the, the this lockdown. Well, what happened with the last lockdown, I heard a couple speaking to a caterer friend that I know, and he was telling me he had uh, a wedding booked in. A, they had the, funk, the wedding during the day and then at night they had the ceremony. 
and his function place. I was like, whoa. I don't think it went ahead. I was like. So this was on the Sunday that on the, Sunday. the lockdown was called? Yeah, yeah that, of course. Mel, yeah. that was the first thing I thought. I can't remember if I mentioned it in a, in a previous podcast. But that was the first thing I thought that Sunday afternoon when it was announced that, you know, 6 p.m., you know, WA or half of WA is going into lockdown. The first thing I thought was what about people who've got weddings that, you know, have already just finished the, you know, it was about 1 o'clock, just finished the, the ceremony. What happens to their wedding reception? So wedding, wedding receptions did get shut down, did they? Yeah, well, that, that particular person, I'm not going to mention any names, but, yeah, he was, he was done. What, what was the location? I was in the in the city there, um, but it, regardless, you know what I mean. It's, yeah, <laughs> but, but regardless, incredible. you know what I mean. That's incredible. You think they could have given an exemption for you know things that were already you know? And even if they went <laughs> some, they had to wear a mask. Think about it. So yeah, the bride and groom working with a mask. Mm-hmm. That's the world we've come to. I'll show you the mask I bought. A Juventus mask. <laughs> Where did that come from? On the internet. Made in China. Of course, it's made in China. God, does it's it does it comply? Is it going to save your yeah, life? It's got the. Uh, you might be putting yourself at risk entering the public the, uh, wearing the, that. It comes with the PM two, the, the filters that you put in there. Uh-huh. So, and and and, um, and I bought a, a kids one for my my nephew. So, CR seven with Ronaldo on it. Oh God, no! <laughs> ah, you got to do these things. So you're anticipating that we're going to need these things again? Well, I, my feeling is whether we, if we're going to travel again, we're going to need them, aren't we? Well, no, not at the moment. I don't think you need to. Well, no, no, I'm saying get on a plane. Well, to leave the country probably, but at the moment you can't leave the country. But one of these years that has to be uh, reinstated. I used to travel a lot to, to China, as you know, and every time I used to go to China, everyone on the plane had these masks on. Oh, pre-pandemic. Pre, but bear in mind, they've had pandemics all along. They had the bird flu, the swine flu. Remember, I travelled to China in 2009 when the swine flu was on, so everyone was walking around with masks on. Were you? <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> was it law? Was it was it the law that you had to have a mask on? No, not back then. Uh, okay. But I remember then you had to walk through the temperature. They had the um, oh, yeah. They had the heats, the heat temperature, the sensors yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And then they had all the, the I remember there was um, security or police or whatever standing as you went through with a temperature. They had a, yeah. a temperature gauge at your, at your head there to test your temperature. So that's they, they're used to that then over there. But They're uh, used to that. Pre-pandemic, if you ever saw someone wearing a mask in public, it was usually an Asian person. Yeah, of course. Um, it wasn't only rare occasions, but I do remember seeing Seeing sometimes, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So I, th- I think personally, masks are going to be here for international travel. I think for good. I think eventually for for unforeseeable future. That's what I believe. Yeah, probably. I think they're going to be there for for international travel. Hopefully not for interstate. Hopefully for not the interstate, but for maybe for international. Did you see the? Uh, was it the figures for the vaccination? With WA to seventy five percent of their allocated. What is it of doses? Which is, yes, for the vaccination for the doses that they've already administered. Where? In WA for the you know the people that were entitled to the the, the, of the vaccinations that they received the allocation. Yeah, I think WA's used about seventy five percent, which is pretty good. 
I don't understand what you mean. They're vaccinating at a higher rate, so they're rolling it out pretty fast here in WA, okay. which is pretty good. So are you going to get What it? are your thoughts on the vaccine? Yeah, are you going to get it? I don't know. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you one thing, right? Let me let me say. I was speaking to someone once, right, and now I met this person that you probably say, uh, no, I've known they've had a bit of a checkered past. Oh, I'm not. And they said, they swore black and blue. They're not taking the vaccine, this and that. And I think to myself, in my head, you've put that much stuff in your body, <laughs> right? Yeah. Illicit substances. This person that I know how to check it past. Illicit substances. And now you're telling me you're not going to take the vaccine. Yeah. You know. So happy to take all the other illicit crap in their life. And but when it comes to the vaccine, no, they don't want to take it because they don't know where it comes from. I'm like, really? I just think don't vaccines normally take years to? Oh, look, my debunk theory on this one is right. This is my debunk theory. Hang on. Is, De- what's your debunked theory? It means your theory has already been debunked before it comes out of your mouth. No, no. Sorry, my theory on debunking that, that comment about oh, that, but that they've been, they've done it so fast is the amount of money and investment and infrastructure they put into it. It was inevitable they'd do it fast. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, that's the first thing. Second thing is companies like Pfizer as they make money by producing virus, the, the anti the vaccines. They want it to work. They don't want it not to work, do they? Yeah, look, I'm not I'm not by no means anti-vax. You mean I've had all my vaccinations all my life. My kids are up to date on theirs. And I don't know, it's just this one. I don't know. I don't think that you're a nut job if you've got hesitation, let's say, about this one. Just because of the the, the rushed nature. And I, I get your point. You know, they they want it to work, it's in their financial benefit for it to work. 100%. Yeah, I get that, but I don't know. I just and – re- And really, think about it. It's not as massive very – they've, they've been working on the the SARS virus for a long time anyway, so it's not exactly a huge change from that, is it? Mm. So so stuff would have already been ready in the pipeline. It's not as if it's – they're reinventing the, the starting from a, from a mm. blank slate. Yeah. I don't know. I, I suppose eventually, I don't know, if it if it, if it's – that my, my concern is if it's mandatory, if you have to get it. It's like it's just one more authoritarian. Okay, yeah, okay, again, but bear demand, in mind 20 you know? years ago. The first time I went to Thailand back 20 years ago, right, mm. I had to have te- I had to have the tetanus, the rubella, the, all those other shots. Yeah. What's the difference? I had to have them anyway. Mm, I don't know. I mean, I suppose the difference is they're just they're tried and tested. Not that these are not not been tested, but you know what I mean. It's just they've been around for years. Those those ones, and we're used to that. This is something new. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, I'm not, I'm not going to be a you know an anti-vax marcher and like these nut jobs been marching Definitely in the not. streets. You know, all all twenty five of them. But I don't know. I'm just I'm not going first. Right. That's all. Well. Well, good news is you're not going to be first. So. <laughs> I know that. So, so yeah, you're about you fifth on the pecking order. Right. So, and look over here in WA, I think uh, you know we don't need to worry too much because you know we're being protected by our dear leader, so we're all good. <laughs> it's keeping us safe. Uh, keeping yes. us safe, we're but, keeping us but safe, and we're all in this together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, uh, we're on this together as long as you're from WA, yeah, not yeah, any other state. Yeah. Yeah, but um, the like, what's I'm pretty sure it's the first responders, nurses, 
um, doctors and healthcare workers get it, and the over 80, is that correct? What about pregnant women? Then it goes to over 70. I think that's a legitimate cons- le- legitimate concern for pregnant women. I think they have a legitimate concern because how much testing has been done on pregnant women? I don't know. No, no, that's that's fair enough and I have no problem with that. I have no problem with pregnant women waiting. But I think what's going to happen is you're going to speak in, on the – what's going to happen in the future when – People refuse to have the vaccine and as part of their job they're required to have the vaccine. This is another very draconian thing, right? If your employer or, you know, um, airlines, you know, can mandate that you have to, to to get a particular service to to go somewhere, you have to have the vet, you have to have had this vaccine and you've got to show proof of it you know whether that's some digital certificate on your phone or some sort or whatever i don't know that's probably in place i haven't looked into that maybe that's part of this g2g app who bloody knows but it wouldn't surprise me i don't know man it's just that 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 i think is is a is a real can of worms isn't it because how much of this is you know for the for public health and 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 how much is just a crackdown by government on on citizens, you know. But the other thing I have a concern with what's going to happen is, like when we do travel, like if you're going to get travel insurance, are they going to make an exemption for COVID nineteen and any pandemic related <laughs> disease that comes out in your fine print? So if you were to go overseas and, and contract COVID, then you're not covered. And you haven't had the vaccine, you're not covered. Or they're going to put something in their in their, in their in their terms and conditions to say if there is a pandemic of a of a virus that they're not going to cover you. I'm sure that's already in place and ready to go. All those uh, clauses. Yeah, but not to the level now. You know, you know what I'm saying? Now it's really going to be at this level. I don't know, man. Just the world has fucking changed. I tell you, it's scary. He's very scary, my friend. Scary thing. The, the bullshit that goes on now compared to when we were growing up. It's like, God, take me back. Oh, I miss when we were growing up. We had some great times back in those days. Life was very simple. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. Very remember true. The, very the simple. Old, remember That's the old black track down at uh, next to the Belcata soccer ground? We had some good times yes, there. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, I spent a lot of time in my youth in that. Up to your knees in, in that there. mud. Up to <laughs> knees in my mud. Yeah. Have you voted yet? No, I haven't voted yet. My vote in the uh, upper house is going to the Shooters, Fishers and Farmers Party. I did do I, – I went to vote on the first day that it opened up, uh, the, the early voting, and uh, I did spend a fair bit of time numbering from 1 to 64 under the line. I, I do I do do that as well. Most people look at me like you're an idiot, but I like my vote to count. I'm very uh, cautious of where I give my vote to. Yeah, same. The only thing is, you, there's all these independents named, and it's like, who the hell are these people? And and just don't know where to put them, because you could put someone down the bottom, who you might agree with if you knew what their policies were, and you would prefer to, prefer to have put them at the top. Is the is the no vax party in this year? Yeah, there was some no vax crap. They got they they were right down the bottom. That's for sure. Yeah, that's just that's just silly. You know what I mean? No, no. Socialist alliance. 
Um, yeah, the daylight saving party. Oh, the WA exit around. party. The what? What's your thoughts on the WA WA exit party? Wax, wax it, it. Don't they call it wax it? Yeah. Uh, I I gave them a pretty low number. Well, or high number, I should say, as high as possible. Um, they've probably got uh, marked in the fifties or something. Oh my gosh! I mean, I, I just want to know one thing: what is your migration and national security uh, policy going to be? I don't think all this stuff is very well thought through. Surely, no. Surely, obviously, it just proves it. But I'm just saying: what is their thoughts on their migration and their this national security policy when it comes to the army and national defence? Well, that's when they would want to come home to to Mother Australia. Because Australia, Western Australia has a, a pretty big coastline and last time I checked, it's a pretty long border. It's, it's not going to be ever possible for WA or any state to secede, right, because what has to happen is there has to be a national referendum and I think, the, I think it's the majority of states and territories need to be in favour of it and then it's got to go back to the UK. And it's got to be approved by the Queen. So, firstly, the rest of Australia is not going to agree to it. Secondly, the Queen's not going to not going to agree to it. It's, well, not, the it's way, not going to happen. Well, our Premier's been gone. You know, they might. You never know. <laughs> yeah, well, then again, they might want to bu- bugger him off. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'd, I'd I'd like to know just just answer that question because when I looked at their their policies, their, a lot of their numbers were based on ten percent of the population is this, based on ten percent of the population we we take this. And I was like, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> numbers just don't work like that. About a, about a third in land. <laughs> yeah, third in land and 10% of the population. So last time I checked, we have a pretty big coastline. That's got to be managed somehow. That's got to be looked after. These one-issue parties are such a waste of time. They can't ever influence anything, surely. But the most they do is get a seat in the upper house and they might have a bit of bargaining to get a piece of legislation through. To be a party that, you know, has has some sway in some way, you've got to be more than more than a one-issue party. You know what I mean? Like a One Nation, for example. I wouldn't call them a good party. I don't rate them. Well, I'm, not, I'm not rating them good or bad, but they're obviously more than a one-issue party is, is, is yeah. why I'm using them as, as an example. Yeah. Yeah. Then there's w, the West Australia Party is another one. Did you see that one? Yeah, I think they're more conservative, aren't they? More wow. conservative leaning. I, I don't know. Um, another small yeah. There's one. a lot of independents there. I don't know. Oh man, um, there were about there were about at least ten, maybe twelve, thirteen independents listed in the for the Senate, and you've got no material to know who they are, right? If you if you haven't, you know spent hours online researching beforehand, then who the hell is going to do that? No, I'm definitely not going to do that. But at the end of the day, this election is just a farce now and because, you know, baby Kirkup has has thrown in the towel 16 days early, more than two weeks early. What the hell was that? Oh, I just think, you know, is it normally that, that you can vote so so early? Or are they just using the premise of COVID for... Yeah, probably. ...to... Probably because they went so, hard. The parties went. I don't know if you if you noticed, but I got um, a, f- a few things in the mail. The parties went hard on trying to get um, mail in ballot ballots. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. And but it's they're cheeky bastards, mate. Because this is this is the way it was working. I totally disagree with that. By the way, I think that's wrong. Well, that is absolutely wrong. It is both sides it's of part, both, both parties, both Liberal and Labor, dodgy as the way they were doing this. So they send you a application form for a mail-in vote, right? But what happens is you think that the the application form is going to the Australian Electoral Commission. It's not. It goes back to the party that sent you the the, the junk mail, basically. Right, so it would go back to either the Liberal or the Labor Party. They scrape all your details and put enter it all into their database so that they can spam you because you probably put in your name, email address, address everything, and then they forward it on in the post to the Australian Electoral Commission. Such a so scam, and it should is, be illegal. That's wrong. That should be hundred percent illegal. This totally disagree with that. You know, and even they're making websites like what was the other one I saw. Vote WA. I was like, what? That is so So misleading. they're making these these um, unlabeled websites. So there's no party um, emblems or logos on them. So they're just generic where you can enter your details in and, and, and you know, and they, they get all your details. It's, yeah, it's wrong. Yeah, but even like, uh, what's his name? Mark McGowan, votewa.com.au. I mean, that's, that's wrong. I think that's wrong. Personally, I think that's wrong. Find out where to cast your vote. To put your address in here. There's no word mentioned out oh, there, right down the bottom. WA Labor Party. That is wrong. That is so right, wrong. The fine print. So put your address in to find out where to vote. So bang, they've got your address. Yep. I wonder what they do with that when you enter that field. If they keep your address and then send you, send you mail. It's just a map. But that's that's that, that's just wrong. What a scam. You know, and the electoral commission. Should be pulling the parties up on this. That is disgusting. Yep. It should be one place, the, the West Australian Electoral Commission, and that is it. I wonder if that's the way they do oh, it with all this um, mail-in voting, which is really huge in America, I wonder if they do it the same way, yeah. if it's done through the, the parties. I bet it is. And and oh, now they're just running with that example. They've learned how to do it over here, and now they're, they're ramping that up over here. Yeah. Disgusting. But anyway, it's... Uh, yeah, people oh, are not wise I to think, it. Yeah. People, people got no idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't. It's like the average punter is not going to know. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. Unless They're you read through and and read the read the small print, you're not going to know what you're sending. And it your, doesn't. And it doesn't say there's not a big logo on there. This is support, Mark McGowan. This is putting your address to show us where to vote. No, it's that's a bit cheap. The point of it is to trick you into giving up your details. That's what it is. Plain and simple. Yep. Anyway. Um. Anyway, you haven't let me rant about my detestation of this uh, baby Kirkup. Oh, you can what do you uh, think? Rant if you like. Well, what do I see? He's thrown in the towel. Have you ever seen, sixteen days out from election, a opposition runner, leader of the opposition party, going trying to get elected, supposedly trying to get elected? Just go in the media. Look, we're not going to win, but we just want to keep the bastards honest. You know, to use the uh, keep the, old the bastards cliche. honest was a line from the Australian Democrats. Dem- I know, but to use that cliche, there's not much left of those people, is there? There's not much left of them. Whoa. Come on, rant, go for it. No, the, well, the, the, your, tell me why this. My my, my attitude is very simple. My attitude is he was a lamb to the slaughter anyway. So that's that's. Don't you think that? that he's thrown all the rest of his candidates under the bus? 
any other who had a half a chance of 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 nicking a seat or or you know re regaining a seat or whatever maintaining their seat did you watch the debate did you watch the I debate? watched the debate yes I did okay I didn't watch the debate purely for one reason what was it doing on channel 7 I don't know should it be on all the channels no it should be on the ABC the public broadcast fair enough nothing to do with a private enterprise. Okay, that's fair enough. However, I don't think that swayed anything being on no, seven. No, but it's regardless. Yeah, I agree. That's what the ABC should be for. Yep, I agree. That's what the ABC is there for. Yep. Now, whether it's the ABC's left-leaning, right-leaning or whatever, it doesn't matter. That's the public broadcaster. They should have had the, the debate. What is it doing on a pub, on a private on a private channel? I agree. That that is discussed. I was I thought not not even gonna watch it, just out of pure principle. All right. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that before, but yeah, that that should be obvious. So yes, I, that I agree. That is so obvious. Like, like this, I thought, no, nah, that's it. But anyway, so I didn't watch the debate, so I can't comment. But on I don't think there was. there was. I don't. I didn't pick up on any bias by the panelists or or the presenter or anything like that. But it was it was a forty minute shit show, if you ask me, because this format of you know they ask a question and each candidate gets thirty seconds to respond. What is that crap? Seriously, and I tweeted this out. We could we could get those two morons on here, right? On a bloody Zoom live call, right? <laughs> with their two ugly mugs on there, and just ask them a question. And it doesn't have to be questions from us. Just and it doesn't have to be. It wouldn't even need. To, and obviously, this is just a stupid hypothetical. It's never ever going to happen, right? But you know that could be the format. Do a bloody do a two or three hour Zoom call. And just ask questions and go, there you go, guys, there's the question, chat it out. And, you know, you've got as long as you want. That's the way, that's, that's a proper debate format, if you ask me, right? It's never going to happen, but this 30 second is bullshit, mate, honestly. I did read about it and um, from what I understand was I think they both were pretty pathetic. Well, what are you going to get out of 30 second responses? You're going to get their party line talking points. That's it, repeated over and over again, right? To try and like a like a TV ad, you know, to try and drum it into the brainwashed, idiotic, brain dead public. That's all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can just imagine people sitting there, and you know, whoever, whoever, whichever team they support. Yeah, I agree with that, right? In the back of their minds. Whereas I was just fuming the whole way about both of these clowns, because and mainly you. I was set up to be fuming because of the bullshit format. That just annoyed the hell out of me, mate. That's just no way to to get your point across for anything. Mark McGowan, he couldn't open his mouth without looking at his notes. Oh, he's a terrible public speaker. And so. and Kirkup, he couldn't he couldn't push back on anything about Mark McGowan that Mark McGowan has done in the past four years. No mention of row eight and row nine being scrapped by Labor until his last thirty seconds summarising. Okay, so that got that got no legs. No mention, you know, about um, you know the draconian way that he's that he's closed the borders and been a hard ass parochial us versus them bullshitter and you know nothing like that. He's pretty much just said that he agrees with everything that's come out of the chief health officer and they, he would do the same thing. So how you, of course you may as well throw in the towel if you're not going to try and differentiate yourself or explain how you would have done things better. You know, just, just, you know, what do you expect? You, 
these idiots throw out a bloody 33-year-old baby who's in his first term as the opposition leader, and he doesn't oppose and he doesn't lead. It's such a farce. Simon, that, that, that to me is no excuse. I don't take this, oh, he's 33 years old, we can't lead, because that's bullshit. Some of the best leaders in the world have been, like, Jacinto Ardern, for Christ's for Christ sake, is 34 years old. You know what I mean? Maybe in theory a 33-year-old can lead, but this one can't. He's proven that. He's got no ticker, no fight. Because if you're, up, if you're the opposition leader, this is the way I see it, if you're an opposition leader and you're up against someone who's supposedly, according to the media, according to, to polls, has an 80%, 90% approval rate, okay, which I don't believe, but, but supposedly listen, you I don't do. believe it's 80 the only way you're going to Listen, the only way you're going to um, get, get the tide to turn your way a little bit is by getting some mongrel and some fight and pointing out all the bullshit in, in, that, in, in the Premier, yeah. right? So, and okay. telling the WA public you've been brainwashed. Tell them straight. Be blunt. Get in the face of the Premier and in these idiots who are supposedly in such uh, favour of him. You know what I mean? Risk being unliked, disliked. There's no risk taking. Yeah, but he's either, if he does that and abuse, you don't understand. I think at the I'm moment. I'm not saying I abuse think- people, but get in their face. You don't have to use foul language, but be a little bit Trumpian, if you know what I mean. A little bit. Yes, listen. What, what, hear me out. What I'm saying is I deal with a lot of people day in, day out, and this topic comes up a fair bit. I can tell you right now, how many times I've heard, oh, I'm going to vote for him this time. I've always been a liberal person. I'm going to vote for him. I go, yes. okay, what's your reason? Oh, because he protected us. He's kept us safe. Now, he could, that, that, that line mm-hmm. has rubbed off. You could, what are you going to do? That, it's just been hammered into him. They've just come to expect. That's just What I mean by get in their face is address those people. You know, because anecdotally, everywhere you've gone around the state, these normal, normally liberal voters have been telling Kirk up himself, oh, I'm going to vote for the other guy because he's kept us safe. Get in the face when you're in the media, in front of the media, address those people. Say, listen. Yes, but all, okay. listen, hear me out. Listen, all you people who are liberal voters and have decided to vote for McGowan because supposedly you think that he's kept us safe, this, 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 that, and the other. These are the reasons why you're thinking wrong. Get in their face. Make them have a second thought. You know what I mean? Risk being criticised, risk being disliked. Get angry, all right? You're the opposition fucking leader. Oppose. There's plenty to oppose of what McGowan has done. We've been talking about it nonstop for fucking years. You know what I mean? You're going to tell me that the Kirkup and the, and the other, let's call them leadership, the senior people, senior players in the Liberal Party don't know these fucking talking points that I'm coming out with and they can do it in a more diplomatic way and, and more articulate way, <laughs> supposedly. You know what I mean? Use it. Use the fucking feedback from the angry voters. I'm one of them. It, it riles me up, man, I'm telling you, that they just lay down for this clown. Yes, I, I know that and I agree with you because you know my, my, you know my, my view on this whole needs, this, this power control. But anyway, what I'm saying is the average person, you can rile them up as what you – and I'm telling you, I've seen people that have voted blue all their life, yeah. swear black and blue, no, nah, he's got my vote this time. I said, yeah, but do you realise that uh, – I said, no, because this isn't this. I said, you do realise that. 
Doesn't matter. He's still getting my vote because he's kept us safe. Okay. I'm not. I, That's fair enough. That's coming from you. These idiots need to hear it from the fucking opposition leader. Because this, this, and this. These are the reasons why you're being, you're thinking the wrong way. You're being this, brainwashed. This, unfortunately, we live in such a, we live in such a uh, bullshit world at the moment. It doesn't matter what he he can't he can't. So, so it all comes down. I'll give you an example, right? The I forgot what what what, what water it is in the, in the eastern suburbs, not the eastern suburbs, in the southern suburbs. There, there's a doctor who's an independent who put the anti-vax party ahead of him. Yeah. Do you understand how pathetic this is at the moment? So he's fighting a losing battle. That that just proves to you. It doesn't matter what he says. When a doctor now it, hypothetically, no disrespect to the doctor, but you should have bigger brain than that to put the the Liberal Party ahead of the anti-vax party. Come on, yeah, this is that a, this is what is I'm a, telling this you. Doctor is a Labor candidate, right? No, I think, no, I think he's an independent. I think he's an independent. independent. Okay, so come on, that, that's my point. What 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 chance has this guy got? Does that mean that you don't try and 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 scream the house down for every last vote that you can squeeze out? I'm not saying you don't try. You have to try, but you got to you've got to appeal to people's better judgment. You've got to make them reconsider, think twice. No, he hasn't been able to do that. One because he's monotone, he can't inflect his voice, he can't raise his voice. He doesn't show any mongrel in any ticker. People want that in a leader. It worked for Trump. I'm not saying you have to be Trump. I'm not saying you have to talk like Trump and put people down or whatever, you know, the way Trump did. But just have some mongrel about you. When you because yes, that's, uh, how else is he how else does someone different differentiate themselves from a, a populist like McGowan at the moment? You've got to throw yourself in front of them. Not all people like a bit of mongrel. Not all. I don't give a fuck about all. Of course not not all people like a bit of mongrel. Yeah, but, but, but a it's lot a do. popularity game. A lot do. Yeah, but it's a popularity game. Remember, he's not he's not he's not appealing to the he's But he's, to the he has had no cut through by his, you know, Mr. Nice Guy monotone talking. Have you paid attention to him in the media? No one has. Make yourself fucking heard. This is my point. Get heard. Yeah, but but you, what I'm trying to say to you is, if he comes across as a real like arrogant, this nut, nah, he's a dick, da, 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 he's going to get even less votes because people are going to look at him. He's just whinging, and whatever McGowan does, he's just going to go against. But if he lands, if he lands his points, if he lands the irrefutable points about Mark McGowan and the way he's been authoritarian, right, and tells people study history, okay, but he can't because he agrees with everything. He agrees with everything McGowan's done. This is what we've got to choose from. No, 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 no. This is where you you got to be very. He's agreed with the chief health officer. That's what he's agreed with. What he, what he, what? Okay, what his comment should be, right? He goes, "I would have done exactly what the chief health officer said." That's what. The, if I was Zach Kirkup, I would have said that. I would have. I agree totally with what the chief officer and followed his recommendations, but. Contrary to unlike Mark McGowan, I would make the chief health officer's recommendations public to show tra- to, to to show um what's my called that he's uh, transparency because okay. we're the only state that? that doesn't show that. Fair enough. No, but that's, that's what I would have done. That, that's a good one. Have you heard that point being said? No, because I haven't. No, I haven't. But no, but I'm just saying that's what I would. That's said, what right? I said before about explaining how you would do things better. Right, the things that you would do the same as McGowan. Explain how you would do it better. Right, 
That's the point of well, being an opposition all, leader. Things that can't be opposed, at least explain how you could do it better. Yeah, fair enough. That's it. He hasn't done that, not one iota. Yeah. I should be an opposition leader, mate. I would, I would do a good job, <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> no, you get too, you're too passionate. That's why I've given up on politics. I'll be honest, what not I've done in my life this year, 2021, I have stopped using, or I won't say stop using, I have far less used Instagram, Twitter. I never was on Facebook anyway. Um, uh, Perth now, WA Today, I've stopped really reading all that, what I classify as garbage. And you know what? I'm a bit happier person. <laughs> oh, no. It's, it's shining. It's, it's showing through in your, uh, your general demeanor. You're, you're shining. You're, you're glowing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't um, let it roll me up anymore because there's no point. <laughs> fair enough. I used to, uh, like I said, I didn't watch. I, like I said, I didn't watch the debate purely for one reason. It shouldn't be on General oh, Seven. The point of doing a podcast about you know general and current <laughs> affairs and news and stuff like that. If you're not gonna, <laughs> if you're not gonna be passionate about it and get riled up on, well, it's, on it's, something, it's, it's better for my blood pressure. I can tell you that much. It's a lot better for my blood pressure. All right. My enough. blood pressure's gone down this year. <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, my nasal blood pressure hasn't. But anyway. Mm. But anyway, just to finish off on that, Liberal Party people are angry. Candidates oh, yeah, are angry absolutely. because they didn't know that he was going to do this throwing the towel. He didn't consult with anybody. What I will say is that the Liberal Party have shit media advisors. That that, oh, that yes. that's all. Oh, yeah. That I'll make very clear. They got to get, and the Labor Party has brilliant, brilliant media advisors. Mm. There's a contrast of the two parties, big time. Mark McGowan has a has a fantastic PR team around him. Whoever his PR team have made him look like a god. Do I think he's a god? Far from it, but they have. And they've also been helped by, uh, you know, home videos at weddings. <laughs> yeah, but again, is that not genius, Simon? But the, uh, just, just look at that. Is that not the genius of his PR team? Yeah, I'll, I'll take my hat off to wash. That was just organic, you know. I don't think that had really was anything no, to do with his PR team. Yeah, but that's just luck. No, no, luck. That's, that's no, no. It's not luck. That's all worked through his PR team. The PR team have built him up to this god. Oh well, figure. okay, yes, that happens because of previous work of the PR that's team. That's purely yes. because of his PR I agree. team. You know what yeah, I mean? Yep. So I, again, I take my hat and I'll clap. They are an amazing team of people. They, are, I'm telling you, they are brilliant. If you got to advertise something, give me their number. They are incredible. They are absolutely incredible. Whoever the Liberal Party's got, mate. What, I, what I don't understand is, you know, Mark McGowan's always, and he's, I don't know, he's toned it. He has probably realised, and he's toned it down in more recent times. But it, remember, he was going hard about the us versus the Eastern States, right? WA versus Eastern States, and just picking fights with other premiers and stuff, right? With John Barillaro. <laughs> yeah. Why do Why do West Australians love that? Why do West Australians love to to pick a fight with Victorians and mainly Victorians? Why, especially I don't know. especially when it's not when it's completely away from the sporting context? What the hell is that? I've always what I've always said to you. You know what I mean? I hate that I've got to go for the Fremantle Dockers because they're from WA. I was like, really? Yes, I detest that as well. I was like, really? That's just pretty. That's pretty pathetic. Yes. You know what I mean? I should go whoever the hell I like, whether I live in Western Australia or Victoria or South Australia or Freeman. If I want to go for Collingwood, I can go for Collingwood. If I want to go for Richmond, I can go for Richmond. If I want to go for West Coast, I can go for West Coast. That's my attitude. 
I hate that. Oh, I'm from WA. I have to support a WA team. That's your, last time I checked, you can do whatever the hell you want in this country. If you want to support a Victorian team, knock yourself out. But my, my, my question is why, why do so many West Australians have this and go along with this us versus the rest, us versus the East Coast? Mentality, maybe because we live so far right? away. But yet, yet we love going over to to Melbourne. Can't get enough right. of going to Brunetti's, right? Yeah, and all that <laughs> fucking bullshit, right? Love, love the shopping trips to Melbourne. Oh, Chadston Shopping Centre is the you best. Know, oh yeah, I've got to go and shopping on Chapel Street. But oh, Victorians, oh, WA is much better. What's that about? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That and that's that's what McGowan has played on with his with of his course. bullshit media performances. And that's what's got him this popularity. That kind of stuff. I just don't get it. It's so it's so brain dead to me. I've always said uh, my passport says I am an Australian and not a West Australian. That's and I pay my taxes to the Australian government, not the West Australian government. That's and that's how I see myself as an Australian. When I go overseas, I don't say, "Hey, I'm West Australian, do I?" No, I'm Australian. We're all in this oh. together. I wonder if they have this uh, rivalry among states. In I'm sure they do in other countries, but to this level, I don't know. America. I mean, in America, there's fifty of them. So yeah, but they've always got this. They've got the beef about California. So. I don't know, to an extent, but not like this, mate. So it's Texas, Texas, California, New York State and Florida. They're your main ones. Yeah. I don't know. Has New Zealand got a um, North Island, South Island complex? I have no idea. I wonder. I have no idea. Well, the mother country has a complex from the north and the south? Yes. <laughs> England? No, the mother country. Oh, our, our mother country. country. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. But I think it's probably eased up in the in time. Maybe it was back in the old days, but mm. I don't know. I don't know. It just seems to be on another level here, and it's and this pandemic has made it come through. Yeah. And England, England would, I suppose, the Scottish and, and the English don't like each other. And yeah, okay, but they're countries really, so they're not. That's one thing I've never worked out is how they operate. Is the United Kingdom or the Great Britain or I don't know. Yeah, I've never got that either because they are controlled centrally in London, right? But they have their own independent parliaments too. I don't know. It's weird, eh? When when you when you're in the Olympics, you're Team GB. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you're in the World Cup, you're the England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales. All right. The one that counts is the World Cup compared to the yeah, Olympics. Uh, yeah, but I'm just saying as, as, as whether yeah, but whether it's a rugby union world cup or rugby yeah, league yeah. or soccer well, or okay. cricket. But the reason why they combine as Great Britain in the Olympics is because they want more gold medals. They want they want to do better in the tally. Yeah. Andy Murray was British when he won, was winning, but he was Scottish when he was losing. Yeah. The other one was uh, what was the other the is it the British Lions? They played together as England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, as when they play rugby, as the whole British Lions, United Kingdom, yeah. the British Lions. Yeah. Now, the other thing is, what I've always, known, I'm not going to ask a British person this one: is do they? Is the Scottish national anthem "God Save the Queen"? I don't know. And in Scotland, do they raise the flag of Great Britain, 
Or do they raise the Scottish flag? Oof, probably the Scottish flag. But over the Scottish Parliament, do they have the, the Union Jack? I don't know. Well, that's that's what I'm asking. I mean, the Union Jack's an amalgamation of all the flags, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, this could probably be Wikipedia'd. <laughs> Not now, but it probably could be. Yeah, but okay. I don't know. But I still can't get a straight answer, you know what I mean? Even speaking to a British guy once, it was a bit, mm. okay, it was a bit confused. And same with Ireland. Ireland's another place you can talk about, you know, whether you're from the north or the south. Northern Ireland is part of Great Britain and the Republic is the south, is not. No, no, no. Northern Republic. Ireland is part of the United Kingdom, not part of Great Britain. Great Britain is just the island. Oh, right. Oh, God, it gets even more complex. So great. Yes, that's my point. So hang on. Great Britain is just the mainland island. So that's England, Scotland, right? And Wales? England, Scotland, and Wales. So it leaves out Northern Ireland. Correct. And anything else? Anything else left out? Oh, the Isle of Man, I suppose. <laughs> okay. And the, and the little islands. What's the point of that? Oh, all these labels. Very strange. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, um, yes. See, that's right. So when you look at a British passport, right, it says British passport at the yeah. top. Then it turns and says United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Oh, Okay. But that's what I'm saying. Like, when did so did the Irish go in to the um, into the Olympics as Ireland? Is that is that a unified Ireland or is that a Northern Ireland? I don't know. Well, that sounds like if they call themselves Great Britain in the, in the Olympics, it sounds like Northern well, Ireland would does, compete on its own. But it, I don't know if it does. Oh, that's weird, man. I think we spent way too long. Well, it. It's a dilemma. <laughs> Well, not one that I'm going to lose sleep over, but um, no, no, it's just a good yeah, talking point, you definitely. know. When, when you and, I, and, I, and I've always tried to get this well, answer. How about we throw gone. it out to uh, to our listeners? If anyone knows what the hell, send us a message on whatever social media channel and let us know what the deal is between the difference between the United Kingdom and Great Britain. And uh, yeah, and then there was the. There's another name for including Ireland as well. There's another name for that one. I don't know. Including Ireland, the Republic of Ireland. Oh, I think the Republic of I think. I thought the Republic of Ireland was left out of everything, full stop, because they're a republic. But uh, it's now the the British have got the old blue passport again. What color was it before? Green. Uh, No, it was the burgundy, like the European. Oh, like the European. Oh, of course, because they're out of the EU. Yeah, so they've gone back to the blue passport. So hang on. Did that mean that um, everyone in in Great Britain had to get new passports or just on renewal or how, how would that work? I'd probably just on renewal, I'd say. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that's absolutely. Because the British passport's blue now as opposed to the old Burgundy. Yeah. So interesting times. But, uh, yeah, if someone can let us know, they'll greatly appreciate that. And I want to know, do the Scottish stand up and sing God Save the Queen? Well, do the Welsh? I don't know. Oh, well, well, also Northern Ireland, do they do they sing God Save the Queen? Well, I don't know. I, I don't we know. used I to know. before our time, but. Yeah, that was in the mid early 70s, wasn't it? When the, it, was, well, it used to be God Save the Queen. So yeah. when Australia first qualified for the World Cup in 1974, 74, I think it was. 74. 
They must have sung so God before. Save the Queen before each match. How weird. True. True. Imagine if oh, and imagine if they had played against England. You'd have two versions of God Save the Queen, one after the other. Well, the technique would have just sung it once. Maybe everyone just, represents just both does countries. a group hug and, and, <laughs> and sings it all together in the, in the centre circle. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, actually, just speaking, I was, you know, I was thinking as well the other day, you know, Advanced Australia Fair, how it says we are young and free. Yeah. Well, fellow saying after this G2G, I don't think we can scrub the word free out. Well, they've scrubbed the word young out. Now it's we are one and free. Now one Remember? and free. Which, yeah, I don't care either way, fair enough. As long as they don't yeah, get rid of Gert, I'm happy. To, to <laughs> as long as we're still Gert by <laughs> C, it's all good. Oh, for we are one and free. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, that, that, was, that was a month or two back. Maybe, yeah, a couple months back. But, of course, you know, then, then you had people coming out saying it doesn't, didn't, there wasn't enough changes in it and... This, that, and the other should be changed as well, or it should just be scrapped altogether and new one and blah blah blah. It um, never end this this these debates. Yeah, Gert, that's a great word, that one, isn't it? Gert by C. Should Australia have a have uh the Union Jack in its flag? Well for no reason, just throwing <laughs> it throwing that question out there. That's a tough one, isn't it? I think it's a good looking flag. And and obviously we're used to it. But I think technically yeah. It doesn't need to really be there. Yeah, it's, it's another country's flag or it's another unions of countries' flag, the Union Jack. One thing I've always wondered, why have we our flag blue, white and red there and then our colours are green and gold? It's just sporting colours, same as Italy. Italy's flag is green, white and red. Sporting colours are, are blue and white. True. true same thing. Oh, I've got no problem with that. Yeah, so I would like to see what they put our flag if they had to redesign it. I think if I think if it was redesigned, it would be a bit ugly. Why don't Why not just do the blue with the stars, and you know, move them more into the center or something? You know, just yeah, to, I think the stars just leave it at that. The stars are pretty good. Yeah, the Southern Cross with the Federation star, move it kind of center it a bit more. Let's make that one flag and that's with it. stars. Make on that the flag. Hmm. That'd be right. Yes, but the word "free" in the uh, in the uh, in the national anthem, <laughs> it should be "We are one and free." If you have a G two G, that's what it should say. It rhymes. <laughs> well, maybe when the Waxit Party gets their own way, right, and Western Australia actually does officially become West Australia, let's call it. Uh, yes, they can just modify the current. National anthem and say we are one and free and get the G to G. As long as you got a G to G. What does that mean? G2G? What does it mean? Good to go. Uh, good to uh, good to govern. You're asking me. Give to government, <laughs> probably. Uh, that's more like it. Give to government. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, on that note, Simon. Yes. I think um, I think we we're rambling uh, and babbling enough. So let's wrap it. Scratch you later. And uh, everybody follow us on our social blah blahs and we'll – actually, what we should tell people is that we've got this new um, technology. So we're no longer actually doing Zoom. We are using Riverside, which apparently is what Hillary Clinton uses for her podcast. Wow. 
Oh, gee, we better be careful. We might go missing, Swamp. <laughs> Not that I've ever heard her podcast or ever intend to. <laughs> oh, no. But oh, no. that's what they promote on their website, isn't it, that, that she uses yeah. it. Um, Riverside. So it's like Zoom, but uh, it allows us to hook up live streams while we're podcasting to Facebook and YouTube. Now, we actually do have a YouTube account buried away somewhere with a couple old uh, videos, which is just audio. Of, uh, of older podcasts. I haven't got around to um, getting that all sorted. But anyway, we can in future live stream on Facebook and YouTube uh, and take call-ins. So uh, yes. I think we've, we just need to uh, get our shit together and get that going and then kind of promote uh, that we can, you know, going to do a, a podcast at a particular time. Uh, and, you know, take call-ins during the podcast. So everyone get in line and, um, yeah, eventually we're going to have that sorted out and in place. I think that's uh, exciting. Yeah. So It is exciting times. And uh, oh, we haven't mentioned the fact that your brother's not here. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, cheers, cheers, Dom. Yeah. Pulled a sickie today. No, not getting paid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So Adios. We- Thanks, man. All right, ciao, ciao. This is pretty clear, this Riverside. Uh, it's good, eh? This here is a little song about the man that I love. All right. takes me on a date but I know his daddy paid and honestly I just can't wait to go home I lock the door of my bedroom dim the lights turn on the news and I let it all go Cause all these city boys are so straight-laced and straight-faced They came straight from UWA So I'm gonna head to Rockingham Find myself a country man And when I do, I'll say Do you wanna pick me up? Go to the pub And then grab a kebab with me Mark McGowan I'm in love, I'd do anything for you In your heart, heart, heart Do you wanna pick me up? Go to the pub and then grab a kebab with me, Mark McGowan. I'm in love, I'd do anything for you and your heart, heart, heart. Border, you've got the brains, you've got the rig. We're sipping pints at the swinging pig. I think this man's a keeper. He's wearing the suit, but still rocking the sneakers. And here's my night in shining armor. Whenever we're together, I'm not worried about Clive Palmer. Money is true if you two got in a blue. I bet 30 billion of my dollars on you. And down the track when we try for a baby, will you wear the uniform that you wore in the Navy? I'll say, oh, thank you, Lieutenant, for your protection. But like the Easter Bunny, I'll give you an exemption. I got a habit of moving too fast 
First things first, I guess that I'll ask. Do you wanna pick me up? Go to the pub and then grab a kebab with me, Mark McGowan. I'm in love, I'd do anything for you in your heart, heart, heart. Do you wanna pick me up? Go to the pub and then grab a kebab with me, Mark McGowan. You're the man who makes me say, damn. Now show me how you rock it. Show me how you rock it. Show me.